Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 92 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much again for joining us as we begin our study this week of the Come Follow Me materials for the week beginning March the 29th all the way through uh, to April the 4th which covers Easter. Uh, I am he who liveth, I am he who was slain. Um, we obviously have a, a Christmas-themed and an Easter-themed uh, Come Follow Me week each month, uh, each year, uh, and this is the one which leads us to a wonderful weekend, which will not only be Easter, but will also be the General Conference. It occasionally uh, happens where the two fall on the same weekend, once every few years or so, uh, and so... I cannot wait for this weekend uh, for personal reasons, um, but also because, you know, it is um, a great uh, weekend where we can worship and just commemorate our saviour. Now, there's a number of things I want to cover over this, the course of this week. There's obviously the principles in the Come Follow Me manual itself, which we'll be going through. It is obviously a Come Follow Me study podcast, this uh, first and foremost. Uh, but also there's a couple of points I want to make today as we begin looking at the Easter story and looking at the Saviour's um, suffering, death and resurrection. And I guess suppose that th- that is the first thing I want to focus on, really. Now, if you are a podcast listener like myself, which obviously you are doing right now, I'm sure that you probably have a, at least one or two other podcasts that you listen to. Um, I, I listen to a few myself and they help me kind of get into the right frame of mind for this week's for each week's study they also give me ideas that i'm able to share and things i'm able to study further and build upon as well Uh, and this week in three of the podcasts i listened to there has been an individual (coughs) guest who has gone on to all of those podcasts um i listened to the leading saints podcast there's also the um come follow me um podcast with book of mormon central uh, and also the other one that I listened to is the Hank Smith and John, by the way, come follow me or come follow him. It's called, I think. Um, and they had um, they have a guest speaker or guest co-host on as well. Uh, and the same person has been on all three podcasts this week. Uh, and so I can't really not have taken something in from him. And it's uh, John Hilt- Hilton, the third. Um, and he wrote a book recently about the cru- about the crucifixion. And about how the crucifixion, interestingly for us as members of the Church of, of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, seem to we seem to not view the crucifixion as as such an important part of the of the um, the atonement of Jesus Christ. Uh, we tend to focus on the Garden of Gethsemane, and you know there are some conference talks. One that springs to mind all straight away is Elder D. Todd Christopherson, who spoke so powerfully about um, the olive press and how that process works and things like that. And of course, Gethsemane is important. And I think that um, over the time the church has has been teaching about the Easter story, um, we have had an important aspect of the the garden to focus on. I think another point he, he makes is about how we as members of the church don't use the crucifix as a symbol for our church, whereas many of Christianity do. And this is maybe another way or reason why we don't think of, of the cross as as an as a important part of the atonement. Um, he cited some interesting research where individual yeah, where and I'm going to 
obviously point you towards those three podcast episodes to listen to it more fully um, rather than just listening to my citation or explanation of it. But basically, he, he said that in a study done with some members of the church, a group of people was asked, where do you think the Saviour did most of the suffering for the atonement? Was it in the Garden of Gethsemane or on the cross? They were The one group was given just the binary choice of those two. And a vast majority of members of the church said in Gethsemane, I think it was something like 88% or something very high. But then uh, a different group of the members of the church were asked a different question, the same question, sorry, but with different options in the garden, on the cross, or equally both. Um, and whilst, you know, um, this number did drop from those people just saying Gethsemane, the majority still, uh, 58%, I believe, said in the garden. Uh, and I think that it is interesting because we just seem to have developed this over time for those factors and reasons. But the reality is, is that the saviour, well, a lot of the discussion on his atonement was on the cross. We hear of a number of phrases that was that was uttered by the saviour whilst he was on the cross. We hear and we and we know from general conference talks that the suffering intensified whilst he was on the cross. Uh, that same, I think it's Elder Holland in his powerful talk about the atonement uh, about a decade ago or so, um, talked about how the suffering on the cross, uh, the suffering from the garden returned whilst he was on the cross. And so why would it not be equally if, if that was the case? Um, and also, I think the roots of why members of the church don't have a crucifix uh, as a symbol for the church date back right to the beginning of the church, not because we worship the living Christ and and so we don't have a crucifix. Because whilst, you know, that is something that is an important aspect that we do celebrate a living Christ, um, you know, if you were to say that to a Christian person or some Christian people, uh, they might find that quite offensive, honestly, because um, they also worship a living Christ. And an interesting insight that was made by someone who said this to John Hilton III was that, well, yes, we celebrate a living Christ as well. We have a crucifix as our symbol, but that is just a reminder of the suffering he made, he did for us. And if you notice on a, on a usual crucifix, um, the, that Christ isn't there. That's because he is risen. He, is, he lives again. Um, and so it, it's an interesting thought. The reason why we don't have, ultimately, we have a, we have a crucifix as, as members of the church as a symbol is that we, uh, is that the church was organized in a time in America when the crucifix wasn't really a recognized symbol of Christianity in, in the early 1800s. Uh, it was only around 1850, 1860 that, um, that Catholicism made its way over to America, made its way over to America properly. And around 1870, more Christian denominations started to pick up the crucifix as a common symbol, whereas the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints didn't really take it up. Although, interestingly, in one on one edition of the Doctrine and Covenants that was printed in the 1850s or so, there are, there are crucifixes on that Doctrine and Covenants. Um, and so it's obviously something that was considered but not really picked up. And whether that's because we, we are meant to have done or, or if it was just a cultural thing, yeah, it doesn't really matter. The fact is, is that we all worship Christ who lives who lives again. Um, and I think that that is an important point to make, that we should not uh, put ourselves against other Catholic, other Christians because they have a crucifix and we don't, because they focus on the crucifixion and we focus on the Garden of Gethsemane, because actually 
first of all, we should probably change that a little bit in our own worship. We should probably focus on both as important aspects of the atonement, uh, but also um, that all Christianity celebrates a living Christ, even those that have the crucifix as their main symbol. Uh, it is a symbol of peace and of death overcome, which is that Christ was crucified, but then rose again and, and was able to, to live again. And as we go through this week, we'll be obviously picking up scriptures from the Doctrine and Covenants, uh, talking about how powerful they are and what they teach about Easter and about our Saviour being born again, oh, not being born again, being risen again uh, from the um, from the grave uh, and, the, and the stone and the tomb is empty, which is one of the most hope-filled mess, um, images uh, that we have. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do continue to listen to the podcast. You can email session at gmail.com to share any feedback. You can join the Facebook group and please leave a review on your podcasting platform. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.